Anybody excited to be in the house of the Lord this morning? Look to your neighbor real quick and tell them, I see you in the future. And you look a whole lot better than you look right now. Look at somebody on the other side and tell them, I see you in the future. And you look a whole lot better than you look right now. Now, I don't know why y'all sound so Presbyterian, but find somebody else and tell them, I see you in the future. And you look a whole lot better than you look right now. Now, you ought to praise God because we're on our way to the future. I said praise him because we're on our way to the future. I won't be here long. I'm about to skip over. Y'all playing. I'm about to skip over to where he's bringing me. It doesn't matter what it feels like right now. Doesn't matter what it looks like right now. I'm on my way to the future. I wish you clapped your hands real quick like you know you're on your way. I said clap them like you know you're on your way. I said praise them like you know you're on your way. Open your mouth like you know you got somewhere to go. Don't look at me now. You might get a little confused because I won't look this way much longer. I'm on my way to my future. Now some of you don't know what to do with that because you've been a prisoner of your past and your present. But there's some of us in the room today that understand that God is the God not of my past. He's not just a God of my present, but he's the God of my future. And what I love about him is that he knows everything. Hello? Is this thing on? I say he knows everything. And not only does he know how I came through, he knows what he's taking me to. And I've learned that I've got to praise God in advance for where he is bringing me. Now, I'm not trying to hype you. I just need some sober praisers. And your sobriety is found and you actually thinking, you know. Sometimes you praise as an ignorant people. You didn't like what I said to you. Because you praise as a people that have no knowledge of a thing. You praise out of cultural experience. You praise because somebody next to you prays, so you think, well, this is what we're supposed to do. You holler because your neighbor hollered. But when you are sober, look at your neighbor and say, be sober. When you're sober and you actually think for a minute, and you start to contemplate for a moment, that all this mess that I have been through in my life up to here now, I know it's not for nothing because God don't waste anything. So I know if he took me through this, Julia, he's taking me to something. And I got to learn how to see with the eyes of the future. Not to be moved by where I am right now. I want you to be sober. But this next praise, I don't want you to praise him because I said so. And I don't want you to praise him because your neighbor told you to. But I want you to praise God because you know you're on your way for real. Now I need about five people to open your mouth real quick. And praise God because I'm on my way to the future. I said I'm on my way to the future. I said, I'm on my way to the future. I said, I'm on my way to the future. Won't be here long. I won't be here long. I won't be here long. Eyes have not seen. Ears have not heard. Neither has it entered into the heart of man. 
the things that God has in store for me. He's about to take me to a place. Hallelujah. Y'all be seated. I'll, I'll save this for 1230. Y'all can be seated. Hallelujah. I've been in anticipation of getting to the house of God all week long. I don't know about anybody else. But there's been an excitement in my heart to gather with you. I realize that when we put our faith together, it's, anything is possible. I said anything is possible. I was, I was uh, minding my business on Wednesday night, preparing for when kings bow. All my men make some noise in the house. And can I tell you why y'all was over there eating pizza and mojos? Well, the glory of God was not present. The glory of God was present here. I mean, from the gate, the men began to pray and worship began to happen. And there was just a weight that was sitting on the room. And I saw big, strong men like Chris Amaker weeping before the Lord. Like, you ain't so strong today, huh? No, just playing. He was weeping before. The, we were, I mean, the presence of the Lord came upon these men in a powerful way. But as I was preparing for the gathering, uh, a man walked in and he said, Apostle, before we get into experience, I want to testify to you. And I came to one of these midweek experiences some weeks ago. And you called me out and you ministered to me about how there was a growth in my body that was trying to kill me. And you told me that I wasn't going to die and that the Lord said that I would live. He said, now I learned, and this is what he said to me. He said, when you gave me the word from the Lord, I didn't wait for it to come to pass. I sowed a seed that night. I, I'm not, I'm not trying, this is not offering time, but he said, I sowed a seed anticipation. I believe the word of the prophet. Amos 3 and 7 says, God does nothing lest he reveal his secrets. You read the Bible? I ask you a question, do you read the Bible? Unless he reveal his secrets to his servants, the prophets. So he said, I sowed a seed that night, believing that God was going to do exactly what he said he would do. And he said, he started going in an envelope. And you know, when people start digging around and stuff in front of me, I get uncomfortable. I don't know, you about to shoot me or what's about to happen? What you digging in stuff? And so anyway, he started digging in and he pulled out two x-rays I said what is that sir he said the first x-ray sir is where you can see the growth very present that they were saying was going to be there and could potentially eventually uh, uh, it was uh, detrimental to my life he said the second x-ray that you see is that the growth is completely gone now now, some of you don't know what to do with that because some of you don't believe that God is still a miracle worker. But that's why I like these kind of miracles. Bring me the proof. Bring me the doctor's report. You can't tell me God's not a healer. There was once a growth and the growth is gone because Jesus, the healer, came into the building. Hit your neighbor and say, we're in a house of miracles. We're in a house of miracles. Anything could happen at any moment. Okay. We'll try that again at 1230. Be seated. Luke chapter 15, verse number 22. Luke chapter 15, verse number 22. Good to see you, Mr. Sembrano. Uh, Luke chapter 15, verse number 22. I want you to 
Get your Bible in your hands. Sound like somebody got a praise while y'all dry. Somebody came with water. Glory. Luke 15, 22. The Bible says, but the father said to his servants, bring out the best robe. Put it on him. Put a ring on his hands and sandals on his feet. I'm having flashbacks to last week. Let me pull it together. And bring the fatted calf here and kill it. And let us eat and be merry. Somebody say be merry. For this my son was dead and is alive. He was lost and found. And they began to be merry. Now his older son was in the field and as he came and drew near to the house, he heard the music and dancing. I want to minister a message this morning entitled, Let the Party Begin. Let the party begin. Thank you so much, gentlemen. Uh, we've been in this amazing series looking at the story of uh, what has been called the prodigal son. We've been in Luke chapter 15, but Luke chapter 15 is a series of parables as we've talked about every week. There's the parable of the lost coin, the parable of the lost sheep, and now the parable of the lost son. His story has been very interesting because what I realize is that all of us have a little bit of prodigal on the inside of us. That this prodigal mindset is not just something of people who uh, we would consider sinners coming to know Jesus, but each and every one of us, as we've discovered throughout this series, has moments where we go a little way from God's plan. We, we stray a little away from his will and his idea for our lives. And so God has been bringing us to the fact that we need the Father and we need the Father's house. Do you agree with that? Yeah, and how important it really is. And what I, what I think is, is interesting, interesting that kind of draws a connection through all of these parables in Luke 15 is that even with the missing sheep, the missing sheep really mattered to the shepherd. Do you understand that? That he went looking for the sheep that was gone. The, the missing coin really mattered to the woman who lost her coin. She went searching for the coin. And the missing son really mattered to the father as he waited and looked intently, uh, waiting for his son to arrive where he should arrive. Here's my word to you, starting out the gate. You really matter to God. Now, some of you that's simple, but then some of you are going to understand how powerful that statement is because the truth is that throughout our lives we'll get into situations and we wonder if we matter huh you want to be religious today and act like you've never been there or you're not there right now circumstances will happen in our lives and we're like do you really care do I really matter things will happen around you and you're like God what is going on and here's my word to you this morning at the 10 o'clock experience you matter to God if you don't remember anything else that I said to you I want you to leave with that note you matter to God it doesn't matter how long we've been where we've been how we've been there what we've done we still matter to God and all of your days you matter and not only that your concerns and the things about that regard to your life it matters to him he's concerned about you and you have been at a place often some of you are like what is going on Lord are you going to do what you said you're going to do Lord are you going to bring this to pass like you said you would God are you going to do exactly what I saw in my dream and what I saw in my vision I need you to hunt somebody next to you and tell them you matter to God 
You're mad at a God to the point that he even counts and understands the hairs that are upon your head, the scriptures say. He knows the details about you. He knows you're crazy and he knows your sanity. He knows you and even with having all of the knowledge about you, you still matter to him. Some people, you only matter to them when you can do something for them. But you got to understand that you don't got nothing you can really give God. At the end of the day, there's nothing you can really do for him. He owns everything. He has everything in his hand. And you still matter. Hit somebody next to you and tell them you matter to God. You matter to God. You matter to God. It's important you know that. Somewhere, somewhere along the line of this story, Jesus was hanging around at a table that people suppose he shouldn't hang out at. That's why this whole, all of these lost stories came out of Jesus responding to the complaints of the Pharisees and the Sadducees had statements that they were making concerning the tables that Jesus was seated at. And so Jesus said, let me explain to you ignoramus. Let me explain to you, you idiot. Let me tell you today that everyone matters. See, some of us don't have a problem understanding that we matter. Your issue is understanding that everybody else matters. Ha! You don't mind it. You're like, that's right, Mr. Apostle. I do matter. Amen. But that person that dumped me last month, he don't matter. That food don't matter. <laughs> that teacher that gave me that bad grade, they don't matter. But what you've got to understand, the point that Jesus was trying to get to through the whole book of uh, Luke chapter 15 is that everyone matters. And that's the reason right there to praise God. Because it doesn't, listen, when you understand they matter, that's why he died for us. Why? He died because we matter and he gave us the opportunity to come unto him and he is still knocking at the hearts and the doors. Now some of you got some lost family members that you ought to thank God for right now because you got to understand that they matter to God and because they matter to God, Holy Spirit is somewhere knocking at the door of their heart saying let me in there. He said I want you to know your uncle matter. Huh? I want you to know your auntie matter. I want you to know your brother and your sister matter. I want you to know your co-work matter. Every Everybody matters to him. They matter to him. So, so, so it's important for you to know that that's how the love of God works. It, it, it goes beyond what you even understand. Because God will love people that you think he shouldn't love. Y'all want to fake like y'all don't feel that way. You look at some people, you're like, God, what do you see in them? I mean, really. What do you see? What is, what is this? What is going on? And God's like, they matter to me. They ma whether they matter to you or not doesn't matter to me. <laughs> you, you don't control God's love flow. I love that. Because there's some people who wish they could stop God from loving me. I'm sorry I'm his favorite. I can't do nothing with that. He just loved me like that. He just gives me all kind of favor. Everywhere I go, favor follows me because I just matter to him like that. I'm just his son. You can be his favorite too because he has no respect to a person. So all of us are really his favorites. I walk around like I know I'm his favorite though. I walk in the building, it's like he just loves me. I matter to him. I'm just his favorite. That's my seat. Move aside. Thank you. That's my house. Move aside. I'll take that now. Thank you for holding it for me. But he matters to me and I matter to him. Important for you to understand that. If you don't get nothing else, get that. Verse uh, 5 of Luke chapter number 15 begins to show us the journey of, uh, of the first parable. And I want us to look at this. We're going to draw a line. I'm going to do my best. Now, how many of you can, can draw a straight line without a ruler? Raise your hand at me. 
Okay. Some of you are at half mass, so I don't know, was that a sometimes thing? Do it boldly. If you can draw a line straight, come out and come do it. I'm just kidding. I'm just joking. I'm not. Um, it's, uh, so for me, I can't anyway in the world draw a straight line. Pastor, why are you telling me this? Because I'm going to do my best to draw a line between these parables, but I might squiggle a little bit, okay? So <laughs> if you just follow me, we'll get to Jesus, but I'm going to do my best to draw just a straight line, just get straight to it, but I might squiggle a little bit up and down. Okay, so just hang out with me. Luke chapter 15, verse number 5. Let's go there. Luke chapter 15, verse number 5 shows us something important that I want to draw a correlation to. Verse number 5 says, And when he had found it, talking about the lost sheep, he lays it on his shoulders. Lays it on his shoulders. I won't even talk about the importance of the shoulders of the ship. I don't have time. Anyway, rejoicing. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and his neighbors. Uh, rejoice with me. Somebody say with me. For I have found my sheep which was lost. And I say to you that likewise there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 just persons who need no repentance. Um, let's deal with this word sinner for a minute, okay? Uh, this Greek word for the word sinner means to deviate or to miss the mark. Why did I need to bring that out? Because that includes all of us. That's why I need to bring that out. I needed to extract that because I didn't want you to see the word sinner and think the man who uh, is addicted to whatever or person that is stuck in perpetual sin alone because that's not the only thing that we're talking about here. We're talking about those that missed the mark. And if you keep it real today, unless you into being religious, I don't know. But if you keep it real today, you missed the mark this week. Hello! Some of you, you missed the mark this morning on the way to church. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Some of you missed, you, we will miss the mark on a regular basis. So I need you to understand that that he's talking about here I'm talking to everybody look at somebody say he's talking to all of us he rejoices over those that miss the mark and why does he rejoice over them he rejoices when they repent when they when they repent this word repent in the Greek metanel it's just what it means to change one's mind so Jesus says I, 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 I love what happens when people who have missed the mark changes their mind. When those who have missed the mark changes their mind. Now why is this important? Because some of you, you've missed the mark and become guilty. Or condemnation has come upon you. And God's saying your response to missing the mark cannot be to condemn yourself. All you got to do, I feel the Holy Ghost on there. All you got to do is change your mind. Look at somebody around you say, change your mind, change your mind, change your mind. I know you messed up big time, but just change your mind. Just, I, know, I know you went the wrong direction and you've been out there a while. Did some stuff you had no business doing, but just change your mind, change your mind. If you change your mind, there is always a party when you change your mind. 
There is always a party when you change your mind. Heaven rejoices when you change your mind. When you elevate your thinking to another level. When you understand and think the way he does. When you put on the mind of Christ. Hello. I said when you put on the mind of Christ. And start thinking like the God of heaven thinks. Something begins to happen right here. Heaven starts throwing a party. He says let's rejoice. And notice this. He didn't just say I want to rejoice by myself. But the shepherd said everybody come on over here. Everybody come over here and let's celebrate. Everybody around here, I want you to see this. I want you to see what happens when somebody who misses the mark changes their mind. So why are you staying there so long after you miss the mark? Why are you living there? Why are you laying there? It's time to change your mind. It's time to change your mind. It's time to change your mind. That was yesterday. It doesn't have to be today. And it surely doesn't have to be tomorrow. That was this morning at 10 o'clock. We came in, you cussed at the person in the parking lot. That's all right. Repent. Change your mind and go another direction. Now notice repentance here is not, Malcolm, it's not this idea of just saying I'm sorry. We have misused repentance because we use repentance as an opportunity to say, ah, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And God's like, appreciate your sorry. Appreciate your sorry, but I want your change. I want the change of your mind. Why your mind? Because your mind, your soul, come on, is a central processing unit of everything that includes your life. So if you change your mind, you'll change your talk. If you change your talk, you'll change your actions. And so God says, I need to get into that mind of yours and I need to send in a different direction because if you think the right way, you'll go the right way. As a man thinking in his heart, so is he. If you get your mind on the right way, we'll get you to the destination the only reason why you don't have what belongs to you right now is because you don't think you can have it or that you deserve it and God said leave that back where it is I'm throwing a party thank you so verse 9 sit down please verse 9 some of you are like why is he hollering like that? I'm just passionate I'm excited and if you get you a holler one day maybe that'll change something in you I mean I'm just saying Verse 9. Verse number 9 uh, is when he, the Bible says, when she had found it, somebody say it. Yeah. She calls her friends and neighbors together saying, here it is, rejoice with me. For I have found the peace which I lost. Likewise, I say to you, here it is again, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one person who misses the mark but changes their mind. I love this. So I love this because when we are down here partying on the earth, the scriptures is letting them know that heaven is celebrating. We have messed up this scripture and we use it for altar call only. And we use it for, oh, come to Jesus. Doesn't the Bible say that the angels are rejoicing when one sinner comes in the Lord? And so we, 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 and we're so excited. Oh, praise God for the sinner. Oh, man. Come to the, come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus right now. And we 
sing all these songs and the people walking on there all sorrowful and weeping before the Lord and we sitting there looking all pious like we got it all together like yes sinners come to Jesus sinners come to Jesus Mr. Sinner oh come to Jesus look at him come oh my and your self-righteousness watching them come to the altar say oh poor Mr. Sinner but I need you to do something I took this from my daddy would you point at somebody and say I'm talking to you I'm talking to you yeah 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 you gotta understand that you are the sinner he is talking about you are Mr. Mark but don't worry about missing the Mark Christiana because the angels are celebrating too there's not only a party here there's a party in doggone heaven and the angels are saying good God almighty he changed his mind again she changed her mind again she went in an opposite direction he went in an opposite direction oh we rejoice because of sin I repented shift comes to your mind there's a party somebody say a party and here we are in Luke 15 Luke 15 verse 22 Luke 15 verse 22 but the father said to his servants remember this bring out the best robe somebody say the best and put it on him put a ring on his hand and sandals on his feet if you weren't here at 1230 last week please go and watch that and bring the fatted calf and kill it here. Let's just stop there for a minute. Because most of you don't read the Bible, this doesn't mean anything to you. Don't get offended. Just say amen. Um, you don't understand this fatted calf stuff, so you're just like, oh, that's nice. They have some meat. I like meat. You like meat. That's a great. That's great. Uh, but the fatted calf, if you study you'll find out this calf was taken aside and raised specially for a moment of either celebration or offering. It, it, it was taken aside and it was fed a certain level of food. It was taken care of at a certain level to only be brought out for specific times. huh? It, it, wasn't, it wasn't like, you know, that fatty chicken that you just pull out and you just throw in the, in the skillet and put some uh, 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 cornmeal uh, corn on it and, and, and fry you up some chicken, however y'all make it. Some people, you put flour and eggs in a bag and some of you shake up the bag. However you make your, your fried chicken, glory to God. It's not just that stuff that you just pulled out, glory to God. It's not just some ribs you threw on the, on the grill. You know, I just need you to get this. So it ain't just, wasn't just Memorial Day and you decided just give me a slab and you just do it on that this this fatted calf was raised for the reason of a specific celebration or offering it was special somebody say special special and the idea here is that only the best for my child <laughs> only the best for my now you really got to get this because if you miss it you will accept less than your entire journey. You'll, you'll get it. You'll get into condemnation. You'll get into that place where you're feeling down on yourself because of what you did. And because you did that, even after you repented, you go around sad and sorrowful. And God's saying it was a moment. You came to me. You repented. You changed your mind. You went in the opposite direction. Let's party. Okay. You're staying somewhere and God is saying, because you've been carrying this weight on yourself, you've been accepting less than the best. 
You took a less than guy that you wanted to date. You took a less than woman that you wanted to date. You took a less than job because you didn't feel like you were worthy of the best because of how you had messed up in the past. Y'all want to sit there like that? I will come right up next to your chair and preach right to your face. I said that some of you have been places because of what you did and you've been saved some of you 15, 20 years and you still carrying that weight on you thinking that you don't deserve God's best. And God said, not so, not so. It's time to party. Bring me the fatted cat. I have prepared the best. I've been working on this celebration for a long time. I've been working on this moment for the right time. And I need you to understand that you're worthy of the best. This prophetic word is rocking me. You're worthy of the best. See, so when you get it like that, then you gotta you gotta walk around with the knowledge of that thing. Every day you ought to be looking for the best. You ought to look around the corner and say, if that's the best, if that's not the best, I won't accept less. Tweet it. If that's not the best, I won't accept less. If that's not the best, I won't accept less. If that's not the best, I won't accept less. I gotta have the best in my life. I want the best relationships. He's gonna give it to me. I want the best place to live. He said he'll give me that too. I want the best. I want the best. I want the best. And I won't accept less. I am that sinner. I'm the one that missed the mark. But it's all right. I changed my mind. And because I changed my mind, God wants to party. God wants to party. God wants to party. God wants to party. Look at somebody around you say he wants to party. Bring out the best. Bring out the best. It's about the whole side. Bring out the best, the best, the best, the best, the best. What are you accepting right now in your life? Woo! That's less than the best. Let's contemplate. Got a little time. Got about 13 minutes, 48 seconds. Think about it for a minute. What have you accepted that's less than the best? What are you letting happen in your journey right now? That's less than the best. God is looking at you saying, baby, I got some. Why are you, why are you settling? I need to talk to some folks in here. Why are you settling? Why are you just staying there? And some of you, okay, some of us are settling because you're scared to leap. Yeah. You're settling because you're scared to leap, but it's nothing to be afraid of. Just jump, man. Just jump. Just go on and jump and go where you got to go and do what you got to do. Why are you staying there? Why are you staying in a place that's less than when God's saying, jump, jump, jump? Look at your neighbor and say, You feeling froggy? You feeling froggy? You feeling froggy? Jump, dog on it. Jump. What I love about this is that in the midst of repentance, somebody said, Repentance. Revival, somebody say revival. Rebirth, somebody say rebirth. Retrieval, somebody say retrieval. Now in the midst of all of that, rejoicing is found. When new life is being brought, and I need you to not just see new life as, again, the sinners who live their entire life, and then I'm receiving Jesus for the first time. Some of you are missing out on new life moments. Because new life doesn't just happen at the one time at the altar. 
You too jacked up. You understand? Not new life that gives you access to heaven. Yeah, that happens right there. But what I need you to understand that there are moments where the light bulb comes on, if you allow it to, and God will drop new life in every moment of your life. You'll be somewhere and you'll feel like I'm in an old person and I have a flashback to who I was and God was like, new life, receive it. I'm going to give you the Ruach of God. I'm going to blow on your circumstances. I'm going to blow into this flesh like I did into Genesis and I'm going to give life. You got to look for the moments of the new life are you understanding what i'm saying to you when the old man tries to pull you down you gotta let god breathe upon you and give you new life you preaching in here sermon thank you sermon you you've got to understand that new life is coming to you there's a party there's a there's a huge celebration that happens when he who misses the mark I just want you to get that. Changes his mind. <laughs> Woo! See, that is a separation that exists that I want to get rid of because there is the self-righteousness that I'll get in in the next experience. But the self-righteousness in many believers oftentimes put this gulf between them and who we consider sinners. Yeah, and this is why Jesus was having this whole conversation because he's like, I know you're not talking Mr. Pharisee and Mr. Sadducee about me sitting at the table with them and you are full of the devil. Okay? You know, Jesus is like, let me tell y'all some parables because y'all need deliverance because obviously you have forgotten what you did, who you are, and that you're walking around here full of doggone pride. And so I'm going to tell you some stories and maybe through my storytelling you'll get some freedom. And maybe through me telling you a couple of parables, you'll get some change in your mind. Don't you let that devil make you feel like there's some big separation between you and those that are out there who may be perpetually in sin because the truth is we all need Jesus and constantly do why are you sitting on that high horse to huh, Mr. Saul I will knock you down with the light from heaven and humble you and remind you who's in charge ah, why are you sitting on that high horse thinking you're somebody when the truth is we all need Jesus I wish you look at somebody around you acting like they don't need her and say and you do too and you do too we all need need Jesus this man said let's party let's celebrate but I want to back it up somebody say back it up and stop oh drop drop it like let's go verse number 21 y'all not saved I'm telling you verse number 21 Bible says and the son said to him talking about the father Father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight, watch this, and I am no longer worthy to be called a son. This is what I got to deal with and then I'm out of here. Stop being absent from your party. I'm about to preach the hell out of this in the eight, last eight minutes I got and I want you to grab it. Stop being absent from your party. Some of you, God is like, let's move. We're going to the next level. And he's ready to party and you're not present. You're missing moments to celebrate what he's doing in your life. Yeah. <laughs> 
I know that everything's not perfect and everything's not together, but there's still moments of celebration. I got a question. Have you been missing out on your celebration because it might make other people uncomfortable? Because they was like, you was just living a doggone fool. How did you get that? How did the Lord open that door for you? You just was sleeping with Johnny and Sue at the same time. How in the world did you get that? Don't worry about it. Mind your business. Mind your business. I, I once missed the mark, but I changed my mind. I once missed the mark, but I changed my mind. I once missed the mark, but I changed my mind. And it's time to party. And I'm not going to miss my party because you don't like it. I'm not going to be absent from my own party because it makes you uncomfortable. I'm not going to not celebrate because you don't like my celebration. It is time to party. Look at your neighbor say we like to party. You've got to understand that it is time for you to celebrate what God is doing in your life. And you cannot be in the situation where you think less of yourself than you ought to. God said, nah, 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 nah. This is my son. This is my son. Yes, he missed the mark, but he changed his mind. Yes, he missed the mark, but he changed his mind. So I'm going to party. I'm going to party. I'm going to party. And he said, I'm calling as many that want to party with me. As many that want to celebrate with me. But if you don't want to celebrate, it's all right. But I'm a party anyhow. Look at somebody around you say, it's time to party. Tell them it's time to party. Look at somebody around you tell them it's time to party. I will no longer dumb down my success. I will no longer dumb down my breakthroughs. I will no longer dumb down what God is doing in my life just to make you feel comfortable. I'm going to party with the angels because I missed the mark, but I changed my mind. I missed the mark, but I changed my mind. I missed the mark, but I changed my mind. I missed the mark, but I changed my mind. I'm going to start celebrating every moment of revelation that something has shifted in my life. I'm about to party all week long. I don't need no liquor to party. I don't need no butts to party. I don't need you to twerk for me to party. I'm going to begin to praise and celebrate what God is doing in me. I'm not concerned what people feel about it. I'm not concerned what people say about it. I missed the mark, but I changed my mind. I missed the mark, but I changed my mind. I missed my mark, but I changed my mind. And I'm getting ready to party. I said, I'm getting ready to party. I said, I'm getting ready to party. High five your neighbor. Say, let's do it. 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 I got five minutes and 40 seconds to let you know just right now that every day you wake up, stop waking up feeling down because of what you don't have. But get up in the morning and say, it's party time. <laughs> every time I open my eyes, doesn't matter what yesterday was. Doesn't matter how I failed on yesterday. I missed the mark, but I changed my mind. I missed the mark, but I changed my mind. I missed the mark, but I changed my mind. And I'm getting ready to party. Good morning, world. I'm getting ready to party. Good morning, husband. I'm getting ready to party. Good morning, brother. I'm getting ready to party. I'm getting ready to party. High five one more person that look like they sick of this and tell them, I'm getting ready to party. Hell 
wants to steal my party. Hell wants to steal my joy. Hell wants to make me feel condemned. But I feel like God is knocking at the door of your heart. Saying, come on, dance a little bit. Come on, dance a little bit. Come on, dance a little bit. No reason for you to feel down anymore. I missed a mark, but I changed my mind. I missed the mark, but I changed my mind. I missed the mark, but I changed my mind. I'm getting ready to party. I'm getting ready to party. I wish I had a church that would just praise them real quick. Praise them. I praise them because I know it's my time. I praise them because I know it's my time. I praise him because I know it's my time. I missed the mark, but I changed my mind. I missed the mark, but I changed my mind. I missed my mark, but I changed my mind. I'm getting ready to party. Lift your hands. Woo! Somebody getting their celebration restored. I said, somebody getting their party restored. You're getting your celebration restored, your party restored, your celebration. I said it's being restored to you. The joy that the enemy tried to take from you. They used to say in the old church, the world didn't give it and the world can't take it away. This joy I have is mine. It's mine, it's mine, it's mine. I'm getting ready to party. Come on, lift your hands. Father. Thank you for the party. Thank you for the party. Thank you for the celebration. Thank you for the celebration. Come on, lift your mouth and just bless him. Come on, open your mouth and bless him. Open your mouth and bless him. Come on, lift your voice, lift your voice. Lift your voice. Lift your voice and worship him. Lift your voice and praise him. We bless you. Come on, do it now. We bless you. 